Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Hope that you're having a great afternoon, and thank you so much uh, for joining me. The heart and purpose of Calvary Live is to give you an opportunity to be able to call in with your questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. If you have prayer requests, would love to pray with you. We'll go to God's throne uh, together. Also, if you live in Colorado Springs, we would like to invite you uh, to an event uh, for the women of our community and our church. Uh, Dr. Julie Slattery is going to be sharing on the wisdom of God. It begins at 6.30, and the cost is $7 at the door. So, ladies, it's going to be a great time to hear about uh, God's wisdom. Again, that's tonight at 6.30, Dr. Julie Slattery. Also, I want to continue just to welcome you and and want to say thank you for listening. The number here is 303-690-3000, Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. All of our lines are open. I hope that you are enjoying God's grace and His peace his gentleness, and his favor in your life this afternoon. I want to read Psalms 37, verses 1 through 4. It says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. And Sometimes we can really get overwhelmed with all of the wickedness that we see around us. And God says, Don't worry, for they shall be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. But here is to be our response. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Whatever you're going through this afternoon, trust trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. Dwell where God has placed you, where he's planted you, and then feed on his faithfulness. What are, what are we feeding on? What's our soul feeding on? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Make God your delight, your ultimate delight, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And then we find also commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he'll bring it to pass. Are we putting our, our ways, our plans in God's hands? Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. We want to welcome our listeners on the East Coast in Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey on Hope FM, as well as Truth FM in Tennessee, North Carolina, and uh, Kentucky. Let's go to our phone lines. Let's go to Laverne in Fort Collins. Welcome to the program. Hi. My name How is are Laverne McGregor, and I have a prayer request regarding a gentleman at our church. Uh, he has an aggressive form of brain cancer. He went through a big string of radiation treatments, 
and plus he's taking chemotherapy pills. He had an MRI yesterday to see how it was doing, and the aggressive cancer is still in his brain, and uh, so they're going to put him on stronger uh, chemo medicine, and uh, then in a time frame when they feel suitable, he'll have to go through uh, that radiation therapy again. Uh, So I'd like to lift him up and his family to the Lord with prayer. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Healing and healing. Mm -hmm. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for Laverne and uh, for their friend at church, God, and he's he's going through uh, this battle with brain cancer. We know that nothing is too difficult for you. And God, if it's your will, would you bring healing and touch his body and cause this cancer to to leave and flee out of his out of his brain, God? And we also pray for wisdom for the doctors and all those that are rallying around him in his medical care. We pray that you would strengthen him and his family with your peace, with the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you that you do hear our requests. And Lord, would you take this situation, we do commit this uh, over to you. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. I'm sitting here in the studio at our church at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Got my Bible open, and if you have questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life, love the privilege of being able to talk about real things. Uh, This weekend at our church, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 5 and God's instruction to husbands and wives, and then God's instruction to us as parents. Um, And maybe you're having questions about marriage or difficulty in relationships, or you need prayer, feel free to call in. The lines are open, 303-690-3000, Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Text messages are a great way to be a part of uh, the show because you can just text right from your device your question. So we just encourage you to text or call. 303-690 is the number to call. The number to text is 720-336-0897. We have a text question that's come in, says, who are the seven spirits in the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 4? This is a great question. We recently have just gone through this chapter at our church, and ultimately we don't know. Uh, There's a lot of uh, speculation about uh, these seven spirits that are gathered around uh, the the throne room of God. Um, Let me read this verse to you. Revelation 1 verse 4, it says, Grace to you and peace from him who was and who is to come from the seven spirits who are before uh, his his throne. So one thought is that this uh, describes the, the seven uh, aspects of the Holy Spirit and the ministry of Jesus Christ uh, that's listed in the book of Isaiah, uh, or that this is a, a literal uh, seven spirits, seven angels that are surrounded around the throne room of God, but ultimately we don't know for sure. The Bible doesn't tell us, so uh, we will find out when we get home to, to be with the Lord. So thanks for uh, sending in that question as well. What's the purpose of a couple uh, taking communion during a wedding uh, ceremony? So this is something that some uh, couples, Christian couples, choose to do and others uh, choose choose not to do. 
And the reason for uh, taking communion is is really taking that moment uh, to very practically say Christ is the center of our uh, relationship and to begin their marriage off celebrating the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I love it when couples uh, take communion uh, because it's a reminder to them that they're beginning marriage fully forgiven, new creations in Christ Jesus, and it also provides a wonderful opportunity to share uh, the gospel. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to David and Greeley on line one. David, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Yeah, you bet. So I have an atheist friend who is an analytical mindset. He's an an engineer for profession, and um, I really feel this tugging on me on my heart, almost laid on my heart, that I'm, I'm put in his world to reach out to him and kind of minister to him, and uh-huh. I can't explain it further than that, but I'm struggling right now because with his analytical mindset, he's using scientific arguments against the Bible, and I'm, I'm trying to come up with like corroborative evidence outside of the Bible to corroborate things that happened in the Bible to, to help validate the Bible, if that makes sense. And Yeah. Uh, I'm finding some things, but specifically I'm, I'm looking more toward like the resurrection and secular corroborative evidence that the resurrection did happen. Okay. You know, there's a couple of resources that I would uh, point you to. One is The Case for Christ uh, by Lee Strobel. It's a great book and, and a great uh, resource to be able to um uh, share with uh, um, your friend. And, and Lee Strobel's uh, story is is very similar. He was a uh, an atheist, uh, very intellectual, uh, denied the Lord, um, and it's uh, how God got a hold of his heart and life. And he records a lot of evidence. Um, also, another great resource is uh, Evidence That Demands a Verdict um, by Josh McDowell. Um, and uh, so those those are a couple of books that I would pick up or order off of Amazon that I think would be really helpful. And then more on the practical side, a discussion you may want to have with them is creation. Uh, I think in Romans 1, it, it tells us that creation points to uh, the Creator. And then also just be encouraged uh, to continue to pray and live out your life before him. You know, uh, he's he's watching your life and observing your life. Um, and there's impact there even when uh, we don't realize it. Awesome. Sorry, I'm, I'm taking notes on what you'd said. So, yeah, you no, bet. I appreciate I appreciate your time. Yeah, you bet. Can I give you one more resource, David? Absolutely. Uh, there's a website called gotquestions.org. It's just gotquestions.org, um, and and there's a search engine there, um, and you can pull up different topics, and they've got a lot of great uh, resources as well, and and that's a lot quicker reference than uh, picking up a book. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Then I will get off your ear, and I will start looking into these things. Thank you, sir, for your time. Yeah, let me pray for you too, David, okay, before you go? So. Yes, please. Father, thanks for David, and and thank you for your love in him and his care and concern for his friend. And 
Lord, we know ultimately salvation is your work, and we pray for David's friend that his eyes and his ears would be open to the reality of who you are, Jesus. Just like you pursued uh, Saul, who became Paul, that you would pursue David's friend. Give him wisdom. Give him the power of your Holy Spirit to be your witness, and uh, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for calling, David. God bless you. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number here to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Uh, we do have all of our lines open. Uh, text question that has come in says, What are your thoughts on intellectual life forms being somewhere else besides earth and how would that affect the christian religion thank you and god bless you that's an interesting question i always want to try to answer these questions through the lens of scripture and uh, we don't have any record in scripture of there being intelligent life forms outside of of earth um, and so that kind of leads me to the conclusion uh, that there aren't uh, intellectual life forms living on other uh, planets. Um, and then how that affects the, the Christian uh, religion um, is, you know, if there were to be intellectual life forms uh, on other planets, the big question in my mind would be, are they created in God's image uh, the same way that we are as human beings, be being triune beings, reflecting um, the Lord and having an, an eternal soul? But for me, as I've uh, tried to sort this out, um, you know, that it's nowhere in Scripture that points to it. So I, I tend to uh, believe that there's not life forms on other planets. So great question. Thanks for uh, sending that in as well. Appreciate that. Um, let's go to our phone lines. Let's go to uh, EJ in Colorado Springs. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Pastor. Yeah, you bet. Um so I was just, uh, I guess, really just looking for uh, some prayer. Um, kind of been, I guess you could say, backslidden for three or four years of my life. I mean, I used to be, you know, very involved in the church. I used to go to a, a Baptist church up in Loveland, and uh, mm -hmm. wife and I moved down to Colorado Springs actually just last year, and um, okay. listened a lot to Calvary Live. So we're just, uh, you know, both very backslidden, both very much walking in the world, and want to get yeah. you know, our Souls fired back up for for Christ and getting involved in yeah. the church and just kind of been lacking the I guess motivation to do that. We have yeah. uh, pretty much zero Christian friends. A lot of our friends are you know either atheists or agnostic. So yeah, um, definitely want to want to be more involved in their lives, their spiritual lives, everything like that to get them okay. saved. But yeah, just for for prayer from you and then anybody else uh, out there who's willing to. Yeah, you bet. I'd love to pray for EJ. And, you know, I'm here in Colorado Springs as well, and we'd love to invite you here to Rocky Mountain Calvary. We're um, right on Academy in Austin Bluffs. And, um, you know, come come say hello. You know, come come to a service. I'm available before and after services, and I'd love to, to meet you and, and uh, just greet you. And just want to encourage you, God always welcomes us back. You know, it's a, his love is, is, is always there for us. And just believe God's doing a work in your life this afternoon, and and I want to encourage you that uh, the Father's so excited for you to to return to Him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me pray for you. 
God, I thank you for, for EJ and Lord, him and his wife. And Jesus, I, I thank you that you welcome us back. And at times, Lord, we all drift away and our hearts go to places that we wish it would never go. And Lord, I really believe that you're uh, working in EJ's life. Your, your spirit is stirring him, uh, Lord, and, and encouraging uh, him, Lord, just to return to you, to return to his uh, first love and redo those first works. So God, may he feel your unconditional love and acceptance and Lord, would you just bring him back into that sweet fellowship with you? Pray also, Lord, that you just uh, really bless uh, EJ and his wife with a church home where they can fellowship and be encouraged. And Lord, thank you uh, that he has friends that don't know you, and I pray that you would continue to equip him to be a light. So may he be encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, thank you. God bless you, EJ. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Lighten 1, to Bob in Cheyenne. Welcome to the program. Uh, yeah, you were talking to the guy that was trying to witness to an engineer. Uh-huh. And I'm an engineer, and I've had a very good technical training and all of these analytical things. But I sometimes think that we're making a mistake when you try to explain supernatural things to people like us. <laughs> the fact is the Bible's full of miracles. And it's yeah. full of things that are not believable in the natural. You have to believe because the Holy Spirit allows you to believe. But I think that when you talk to one of these analytical people, you've got to understand something, too. They are believing in something that takes just as much faith to believe in. Because if you figure out the statistical probability of the smallest cell spontaneously coming into being without God behind it, <laughs> it's astronomically mm-hmm. impossible to happen. Anyway, yeah. that's just yeah that's great i really appreciate that bob yeah that's a that's a good good point um you know it's it does take faith to uh believe in the lord you know and we, we can't come to him apart from faith and and yet also there's uh evidence for for our faith and so it's a, it's a good good comment good good balance i appreciate it and my dad is a, a engineer he's retired now so i understand a little bit of the engineer mindset as well so yeah. <laughs> okay well thanks a lot you bet god bless you bob have a great night bye bye you're listening to Calvary Live. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open. If you've got a question about the Word or a situation that you're going through, something that's on your heart, feel free to give me a call, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. This is a text question that has come in says, I'm an ex-gang member who is saved, wondering why churches don't like to help other churches like are they like they are gangs. Why is that? 
so I think that this uh, is unfortunate because what the Bible teaches is that we're one body. Uh, and so it, God doesn't see this denomination or that church name, but we're collectively uh, the body of Christ. And so uh, the Bible says that we will be known uh, that we're his disciples by our love for one another. So I think the reason why sometimes churches don't help other churches is because of our sin and because of our depravity. But God's heart would be that we would love one another and be for uh, each other. I can tell you here in Colorado Springs, there's a really neat unity of love amongst the churches and the pastors, and we're really thankful for that. Um, but that always needs to grow and be, be guarded. Um, so thank you for that question, and I'm excited about what God has done in your life. Let's go back to our phone lines. Let's go to, to Victor. Victor on line one, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. You bet. Um, so, newly saved, um, definitely a novice on a lot of this, and you guys have been really helpful along the way. Uh, just have some questions about uh, giving to the church and references in the Bible about it. I think it's called tithe, right? Or Right, yeah. Um, so, one, it's a, a very naive question. Am I sinning by not giving to the church, for one? Uh, and for two, I've, I've heard and seen some things about there's like a certain percent, like 33 and a third. I've heard a lot of uh, that sort of thing that we should be giving of our income. And I, I just wanted to see if you could touch a little bit more on that and help me understand. Yeah. Well, first, man, praise the Lord that you've come to know Christ. That's awesome. I want to celebrate with that with you. That's really cool. Thank you so much. Uh, it, it's been uh, better and better every day. I, I can't believe how much the Spirit can do for, for one person. So thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, you bet. Um, in Malachi uh, chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, uh, it talks about uh, giving to the Lord and specifically tithes. Um, and it's encouraging us and commanding us to, to tithe. Um and so that's a good uh, section of scripture to meditate on and and read through. Um, and the word tithe it means ten uh, percent. And so, you know, a lot of times people will look at that of I want to I want to tithe ten percent of of my income to the work of the Lord. But what we really find in the New Covenant in Second Corinthians is a really encouraging instruction from the Lord. And I'll read that to you. Um, Paul's writing to the church of Corinth, and he says, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So, let's, so let each one purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And so that's encouraging us that our giving and our tithe to the Lord is something that we, we take to the Lord in prayer and as the Lord leads us. And I don't think it's so much uh, in the new covenant about a percentage, but uh, what God lays on your heart. Uh, so God may encourage you to give 3% or 5% or 12%, you know, and, and um, to have that freedom in the Lord as he places on your heart to give. But, but giving to God's work is something that God instructs us to do. Uh, Jesus told us that uh, our treasure will, f our heart will follow our treasure. So when we put 
our treasure into God's work, then our heart is going to follow that uh, as well. And so it's a very practical way for our heart to line up with God's priorities. But the neat thing is God's not broke. You know, he doesn't need our money. So we're not, he's not dependent upon us, but it's God's way of growing us. You know, I've got four kids and I try to encourage them to give uh, because in giving to others, it causes them to grow in the same way our Heavenly Father encourages us to give uh, to, to cause us to grow. So does that kind of make sense and and clear up a few things for you? It definitely does. Can you give me that verse one more time? Yeah. So it's Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 12, and then it's Second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 10. Excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. God bless you, Victor. You as well. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to Paula in Fort Morgan. Paula, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you bet. Um, the reason I'm calling, and this is going to probably sound menial to most people, but what I'm wanting to know is, do you think our pets will be in heaven when we go to heaven? You know, that's a good question, and you're probably not going to like like my answer too much, but uh, we right. do know that there will be animals in heaven. Uh, we see during the millennial reign of Christ uh, that the lion is laying down with the lamb, but we don't see any indication that our specific pets now will go to heaven. Um, I don't think that they do, and the reason why is uh, they're not made in the image of God. Now, not saying that they're not created by God, but God specifically said when he created Adam and Eve that they were his image bearers. And part of us being the image bearers of God and being different from the animal kingdom is we have a soul that lasts for eternity. Every, everyone that uh, is created that's it's a human being is going to last for eternity. And it's just a question of whether it's in heaven or, or hell. And that's different right. from animals when they, when they perish um, than they... Uh, go back to the the dust of the earth. So I, I don't, you know, I wish I could tell you that, yeah, I think they will be, but from what I know of the scriptures, it doesn't seem that they will. Okay. Okay. That, yeah. is, that is really all I, the only question I had. I put my kitty to sleep yesterday that uh, I had had for 18 years, and mm. uh, it just, it's just really <laughs> rough. It's really hard, Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. man, Paula, I'd love to pray for you. And pets are a real blessing from the Lord, you know, and uh, they're they're definitely a gift from the Lord. And I know it's it's difficult. So let me let me pray for you, Paula. Okay. Okay. Father, I thank you for Paula, and thank you for Lord her her cat that she was able to have for eighteen years. And Lord, pets are a blessing to us, and uh, they bring so much companionship and comfort. And I pray that you would comfort Paula, and that you would minister to her heart. Um, and as uh, we know that you care about all things, as our as our loving Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. God sir. bless you, Paula. I You're hope welcome. You have a great day. You too. God bless you. God bless you, too. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much for joining me on this Friday afternoon. If you have 
a question about the Word or there's things going on in your life uh, that you'd like prayer about, situation that you'd like to talk about, we can look at God's Word together. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Another great way to be part of uh, the program is to send in a text question, 720-336-0897. A section of scripture that's been on my heart for today's show is Psalms 34. And Psalms 34, or 37, excuse me, encourages us to, to delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And a good question for us to ask is where is our delight? And ultimately, our delight needs to be in the Lord. Anything that is is anything less than delighting in Christ is going to leave us empty, leave us longing and looking to Christ. And so today I pray that you're encouraged to delight in the Lord and he will uh, give you the desires of your heart. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303-690-3000. 303 also, if you'd like to send a text, a text question, a text prayer request, the number is 720-336-0897. Please stay with me. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Hope that you're having a great Friday afternoon and that God has been ministering to your heart this week. Thanks for listening here in Colorado and to Wyoming and also on the East Coast. The number to call if you have a question is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Georgia in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hello, Pastor. How are you today? Oh, fine. We're having 80-degree weather here for the first time. <laughs> oh, man. It's, really, it's, it's uh... very nice out today. Um, my question is, um, I believe it's in Luke 10. Earlier, someone called you about struggling with OCD, and I also have struggled with OCD throughout my life, and I'm currently on medication for that. But I wanted to ask you about Luke 10, where Jesus sent out the 72, and some of them came back and they said, they couldn't cast out the demons, and he said, he said something like, um, "Well, these these kind can only come out through fasting and prayer." Do you mm-hmm. think that's something that could possibly be something um, that OCD could be demons? You know, I I don't think so, I, and I'm not an expert on on OCD, um, but I think. Uh, from my understanding, and you you may know better than I do, um, if someone suffers from 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 OCD, uh, it's more of uh, 
something in, in their body than than a demonic attack, um, you know. Uh, and so it's something that God may choose to bring healing, uh, or He may right. choose not to. Uh, but it's more in in the physical uh, realm uh, than a, a demon. Uh, um, and there's some that believe like if you have cancer, that the the demon of can cancer gave you that, um, where I don't think that that's uh, in, in Scripture necessarily. You know, Jesus said that the rain uh, is going to fall on the just and the unjust, and our right. we're right. living in a fallen world, you know, and so our bodies are going to suffer in different ways. And so I would look right. at OCD in, in that category more than, okay. than in a demon that, that that's causing it. Okay, and when I was thinking about Paul's thorn in the flesh, where yeah. he said, you know, the Lord sent him that thorn to keep him humble. And mm -hmm. I thought about that. I thought, well, maybe the Lord sent me OCD to keep me humble or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, the medical profession <laughs> says that it, it is a mental disorder and that there is medication for it. And I am currently on medication, and it does help. Um, but mm -hmm. when you really think about, when you really boil down to... I have, you know, I've memorized many scriptures about anxiety, and I try to, mm -hmm. you know, apply them. And yeah. <laughs> it, it just seems like, sometimes it just seems like, you know, it's from the devil. Because mm -hmm. doesn't he cause destruction? He is, the, you know, the destroyer. So mm -hmm. that's where I'm, you know, kind of trying to, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's a difficult one to uh, sort out. And I think that a good place to land is where Paul was at with the thorn in his flesh. He he asked God to take it away. Uh, God mm -hmm. God said no, uh, and, and yeah. he said, "Okay, God's grace is sufficient in, in my weakness." You know, and, and God may choose to take it away in your life, but He may allow it to remain. Uh, and it and it does cause us to rely upon His strength and, and right. upon His 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 grace. Um, Definitely, so, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just wanted to encourage that person that called in. I'm, you know, I'm not there. I haven't arrived, you know, with faith yeah. or anything. But I do, I, I am able to work. I am debilitated by this disorder. But I'm yeah. able to work, and, and I have my faith in the Lord. And that's mm -hmm. about the thing that sustains me through it all, yeah, you my bet. faith in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. can I pray for you, Georgia, and pray that sure. God would continue to strengthen you and lord we thank you for georgia and pennsylvania thank you for the beautiful day that they're having out there and god we thank you for your promise that your grace uh, is sufficient in in our weakness that your strength is made perfect in our weakness and i thank you for what you have done and what you are going to do in, in in georgia's life and that you would continue to give her strength and give her grace and lord we love you and we thank you in jesus name amen yes. Thank you, and God bless you very much. God bless you, too. Thanks so much for calling. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Gene in Denver. Gene, welcome to the program. Hi, um... Eric, I, I just wanted to, I agree with everything you said when that lady called about her uh, pets and wondering about them in heaven. I just wanted to add a different perspective that gives us pet owners a little hope, and that is out of a book that uh, Johnny Erickson Potter wrote, and I'm going to quote her so you can see every, uh, 
the hope that it offers, and it's just understanding how great our God is. Yeah, She said, great. in her excellent book, Heaven, Johnny Erickson Tata says, if God brings our pets back to life, it wouldn't surprise me. It would be just like him. It would be totally in keeping with his generous character, exorbitant, excessive, extravagant in grace after grace. Of all the dazzling discoveries and ecstatic pleasures heaven will hold for us, the potential of seeing our pets would be pure whimsy, utterly, joyfully, surprisingly superfluous. Heaven is going to be a place that will reflect and reflect in as many ways as possible the goodness and joy of our great God who delights in lavishing love on his children. So I just wanted to... You know, I, I've had three pets who have died, and I'm absolutely convinced I'm going to see them in some shape, some form in heaven, hmm. and I just wanted to share that little bit of hope from a different perspective. Yeah. Well, thank you, Gene. I appreciate it. And one thing we do know is we will find out, won't we? <laughs> we will. <laughs> we yep. will. Yep. Thank you very much. You bet. God bless okay, you. God bless. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Tim in Maryland. Tim, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for having me. I appreciate the time to, that I can get on here and ask you a few questions. Um, yeah, you bet. I, I study the Bible. I'm like a fanatic with the Bible and the intricacies that are in there. Something that's always plagued me is this innocent native concept. Well, we know that no one's really innocent, but I spent some time over in China uh, on two trips, and I made it a point for business. I made it a point that everybody I came in contact with, anybody, a waiter, a bellhop, anybody, I would say to them, just help me out here. I'd say, have you ever heard of the name of Jesus? Just heard of him. Not, not let, let alone believe in or put your faith in them. And about, yeah. I would say, four out of five people had no clue. They're like, hmm. who is that? Yeah. So I started this prayer campaign with my with the Lord. I'm like, how are you going to figure all this out? You, yeah. You know, th- this is mind-boggling. We're talking millions of people. Then I got online and started looking around, and the estimate is for... I, I was a, a CBN study that said that uh, they think 1.6 billion people have never even heard of who Jesus is. So, you know, Christians, our doctrine says that, you know, Jesus is the only way, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. But so, in a right. nutshell, could you give me your thoughts on... You, people could talk about this for half an hour. Yeah. So, and what happens to people who've never even heard his name? Mm-hmm. When they die. Yeah. Well, a few thoughts come to mind. One is Romans 1, uh, verse 20. It says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God, nor were, were they thankful. Um, so God, uh, in his justice, can hold people accountable for the revelation of himself through creation. Uh, and how that all plays out, I don't know. Uh, but I think Romans 1, 
2021 gives us some indication like someone maybe hasn't heard the name of Jesus, but they have the revelation of creation. And what did they do with with that revelation? Uh, Did they believe in God? Did they reject God? Uh, Creation uh, points to that there is a, a creator. Also, I take a lot of comfort in Revelation, where we see the end of all things, and there's that the cry uh, to Christ, righteous and true are your judgments. You know, we know that Christ is going to make the, the righteous and true and just uh, a judgment when it comes to those who have never heard uh, the name of Jesus. And then I think also, and I'm very thankful for this, and I hear it in your voice, is uh, that you're you're compelled to take the name of Jesus to those that have never heard. Um, and and yeah. We, we need to be reminded that there's so many people out there that have never heard uh, the name of Jesus and, and be uh, really actively uh, looking for opportunities to share Christ with, with, with the unreached. Right. So, yeah. Well, if, if you would just give me literally 30 seconds to maybe explain something, another thing. Yep. I think, I think there's a big impediment for non-Christians and, and, and people who say, you know, they would say to us, you mean to tell me that so-and-so is going to not pronounce the name of Jesus for the last dying breath, they're going to spend eternity in this lake of fire? And I, I struggle to say, yes, I don't, I don't feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I started attending, just for fun, just because I wanted to, a, a synagogue near where I live, mm-hmm. and the people were so gracious to me, I couldn't believe it. It was a Reformed synagogue. Anyway, I made friends with them there, mm-hmm. and I feel like... They don't know Jesus, obviously. They're not professing Jesus. But yet, am I to assume that those faithful Jews who attempt to follow the law, that they're going to be cast into the lake of fire forever because they die? When they die, they never have to Jesus. Do, do you think that? So in that situation, you know, with, with those uh, uh, Jews that I don't know them, you know, and so that always makes it hard. And then ultimately... God is the one who decides, you know, salvation right. and eternal uh, damnation. I, I think from the scriptures we can indicate it, it doesn't matter the belief system uh, if someone rejects Christ. You know, what causes us to to be lost forever is is rejecting Christ. If if they reject Christ, they they don't have uh, uh, salvation. Um, and okay. and the law is to point us to Christ. It, it's to show it's our it's our schoolmaster. It's our tutor that brings us uh, to Christ. And, and so, you look at Saul's life. I think who became Paul is a great example. He was a, he was a great Jew, and he followed the law just about as well as you can. Uh, but yet, he he didn't trust in Christ uh, for salvation until uh, his his conversion. Uh, and I'm with you. It's heartbreaking, you know. Uh, well, can, you know, can to I just see, real quick then yep, and give you what yep. I kind of came up with from reading the scriptures? And I'm telling yeah, you, I think Christians have a struggle with it. If you'd let me for 30 seconds just rattle off what yeah, I let's feel hear like it. I yeah. came apart. Okay. What I came up with with this is that I think Christians struggle with this idea, or you, when you ask them this, you say, hey, what do you—Christians are, are the only ones who say that we're saved. You don't see Muslims and Jews talking about being saved. When we talk about that, that's our lingo. That's the Christian lingo. And Paul tells mm-hmm. us that we're saved in Romans. We're saved from— God's wrath and the punishment mm-hmm. for our sin. So what I mm-hmm. gather is this. Psalm 82 speaks about a council that God himself sits on with the little G Elohim. And 
everybody has to be judged at this council, this judgment of God. And it says in Ecclesiastes 13 that everyone will be judged, their good deeds and their bad deeds. That's what Ecclesiastes mm-hmm. says. Every single good deed. But we, as Christians, Paul tells us that we get to skip this judgment, and we go from death to life, and then we get judged at the Bema seat, which is a Correct. different style of judgment than the Psalm 82 judgment in front of God. So, so Tim, for I, sake of time, help me help me out with where you're going. Give me give me the conclusion, if okay, you don't the mind. The conclusion is this: I feel like the Christians skip this judgment, judge God judgment, where our good deeds are weighed against our bad deeds, and we go to the judgment seat of Christ, where our bad deeds are completely forgotten, and our good deeds are given. We're just given rewards. So, what I'm saying is, I don't see where it says that if you do not, if if you have a lack of faith in Jesus. It does not send you to the lake of fire. I don't see that in Scripture. Okay. Well, let me uh, read a read a verse to you, and then I'll I'll let you go. And I, I appreciate the good discussion. I think it's good to really good to examine these things and and really look at them. Um, but in in John uh, three, you know, and it's John three sixteen. But then it's what what's after uh, that um, shows us that the importance of believing uh, in Jesus. It says, uh, For God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God didn't send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So Jesus is really clear here that the only way uh, for us uh, to be saved is to believe in Christ. And I think if we depart from this, what we're really doing is we're diminishing, one, the reality of our sin, and then we're diminishing the value of Jesus. Uh, Because if I don't need to believe in Jesus to be saved, then why did Jesus have to come and and die uh, upon the cross? So thank you so much uh, for your phone call. The number to call here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, uh, 720-336-0897. I want to take some text questions that have come in. Uh, what is the significance of the title Jehovah Shammah? Uh, Jehovah Shammah means that, that the Lord is there, and it comes from Ezekiel 45. 48, excuse me, Ezekiel 48, verse 35, and the name of a city uh, was Jehovah Shammah, which is the Lord is there. And Jehovah is a title for God. It speaks of God's power, his omniscience, uh, his his omnipresence, uh, him being over all things. And then Shammah speaks of, of his presence. So it's a cool name for, for a city in the Old Testament. Hope that's uh, encouraging uh, to you. Let's go ahead and uh, grab a few more uh, text questions uh, that has come in. So, text question is, why is it that people say Jesus was born in the bloodline of David, but, uh, let's see, but Jesus was born if Mary and Joseph was his stepdad, not the direct dad by uh, blood? So that's a good uh, question. And this has everything to do with Jewish culture and the way that it worked uh, is that your your bloodline uh, was traced through uh, your dad. 
and Joseph as uh, the earthly father uh, of Jesus, the, his Jesus's legal lineage would have been through uh, Joseph, which puts it through the line of, of David, uh, fulfilling that prophecy that was given uh, to David. And, and so that, that's how things were, are done and are continue to be done through uh, the nation of Israel. So great, great question. Let's jump back over to our phone lines uh, to Teresa on line three. Teresa, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> doing, doing good. Thank you. Okay. Um, my sixth grandson, he just adores snakes. And I know how the Lord cursed the snake, you know, forever you'll crawl on your belly. And I don't know if I should be praying for my grandson or like he just, he, he came to my apartment the other day and he just bought four of his like make-believe snakes. And okay. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where to go with this. Yeah. Um, so they're more like make-believe snakes than like pet snakes? Well, they're make-believe snakes, but eventually, like right now, he just got he just got a, brand, a real um, bearded dragon, a lizard. Okay. Yeah. And it's real. So he just loves that, the reptiles, you know? Um, uh-huh. I don't know how if I should pray for him about the snakes. Like he he doesn't have a snake yet, but yeah. I don't know where to go from here or what to do. Is it, yeah. is it okay? Is it okay to have snakes as pets? And yeah, um, it absolutely it absolutely is. You know um, what what made uh, the the snake bad in Genesis was the fact that that Satan was was speaking through uh, uh, the snake and. One of the consequences of the fall was enmity between uh, the you know the woman and the snake and and uh, but snakes in and of themselves uh, are created by God and they're not inherently innately evil or they're not uh, connected to Satan uh, in in any way so you know I don't think it's wrong for your grandson to like snakes or or like reptiles you know I. I've had some good friends uh, that love the Lord, that serve God, and they have pet snakes, and and it's just how we, you know, would feel about a pet dog, you know. Um, okay. And, and so, if you're not seeing other things that are are concerning you and your grandson, I, I wouldn't be concerned about uh, his love for for reptiles, um, you know, and they're they're part of God's creation, and uh, he can glorify the Lord in in um, having an appreciation for snakes and reptiles. So. Oh, is that thank helpful? Thank you so much. I have so much peace now. I, I don't have to. You don't have to be concerned about it. Thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. God bless you. Have a great me. night. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Let's go to Jay on line one in Thornton. Jay, welcome to the program. How's it going, Pastor? Good. How are you doing? Uh, I got laryngitis. I, I apologize. Uh, no problem. Um, now, uh, my prayer to you is. I don't know if I can articulate it very well, but um, my prayer that I'm asking for, or for prayer, whatever, um, is my wife and I were going through an extreme season of blessing, um, you know, with a new house and this and that, and God just really seemed to be blessing us. And then, oh, two weeks ago or so, I, I have two different bosses. One called me in. And said, basically, I don't do that good of a job. Mm -hmm. And another boss 
left me, sent me a message as I left today on Friday saying that she wants to get together with me first thing Monday morning about a situation. Um, I'm extremely concerned. I mean, I, I know biblically I shouldn't be worried. I should just wait and see what happens. But I just, I'm overly concerned. I'm a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it just, for the life of me, I can't put, wrap my head around what my two principles, you know, I just, so far they haven't done anything that reset anything that really holds water. And I, I don't know if I'm just being attacked or maybe I'm just, mis- I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I just am a ball of nerves right now and I just yeah. need some prayer or. Absolutely. Just I would love to. I would love to pray for you, for you, Jay. I'd love to pray for you, and and you know what, Jay, you're human. Uh, you know, and this, you're you have a family, and and when our livelihood seems to be threatened, it causes us concern. So so don't don't beat yourself up. Um, and I would love to pray for you and and encourage you also with a a promise from Ephesians chapter four. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then I'll I'll share this verse with you. So. God, I thank you for Jay, and Lord, we do get concerned, uh, and it's unfortunate, but we do uh, get concerned with uh, just our finances and uh, paying our bills and our jobs, and we know you care about those things as well, and you promise to give us our daily bread. I, I lift up this job situation that, that Jay's in, and Lord, that you give him favor, that you give him grace, uh, Lord, and if it's your will that all this would work out, and even for your glory, um, Lord. But whatever happens, we know we're in your hands. And would you give uh, Jay your peace? Lord, you promise us your peace that surpasses understanding. And so, God, would you be gracious to give that to him? In Jesus' name, amen. So let me share this with you out of a, a Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds uh, through Christ Jesus. And so God is telling us to to stop worrying, as hard as that is, but stop worrying and then bring everything to him in prayer with thanksgiving, and then he'll give that peace that surpasses understanding. And it's a not a peace that comes from understanding, but a peace that God has this in his control. I think of it a lot like my relationship with my kids when they were younger, um, is as the, they were young, two years old, if they had something, uh, fell down and hurt themselves, I couldn't explain to them that everything was going to be all right, but I could hold them close and, and give them a peace that surpassed understanding. And God really wants to, to hold you close as you go through this time. Thank you very much, Pastor. Yeah, you bet. I'll be praying for you, Jay. Hang in there, okay? I hope your voice comes back, too. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's hard to teach when the students can't hear what I'm saying. Yeah, I've had <laughs> that sure. happen, too, as a pastor. Yeah. So, all right, take care. Awesome. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless you. Bye-bye. God- You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We have a few minutes left in today's uh, program. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. 
Text question that has come in is paranoia that creates doubt and fear concerning things of God as well as normal stuff. Is this demonic or a physical uh, disorder? Um, you know, this is a difficult question uh, to be able to uh, sort out. Um, and we do know that God calls us to not be in a place of doubt, not to be in a place uh, of fear. We do know that the enemy attacks, and we do uh, know that there are physical disorders as well. So we, we need discernment uh, from the Lord to be able to uh, sort that out. But I can tell you with absolute certainty, we're never going to regret trusting the Lord, uh, to holding on to, to his word, uh, and to being in fellowship with believers that we can cry out to and uh, be honest with to pray for us during these, these times. So thanks for sending in uh, that uh, question. Another text question that has uh, come in, I'm going to go ahead and take that uh, as well, uh, is uh, what is your opinion on why the United States is not in a Bible prophecy in these last days? Um, my opinion on this is Bible prophecy centers around the nation of Israel. And as the United States is not in the Middle East, it's not a priority when it comes to biblical prophecy. Uh, the epicenter for prophecy is Jerusalem. It's Israel. Uh, a prophecy that's been fulfilled primarily has to do uh, with Israel. Christ came to Israel. He died in Israel. Uh, he ascended in Israel. He's going to return in Israel. Uh, and so that's why we see uh, prophecy focusing around uh, the nation of Israel. And us being not being in the Middle East is, in my mind, why we find, don't find ourselves in uh, those prophecies. So I hope that's a little bit uh, helpful uh, for you. And I know there's a lot more on that uh, discussion as well. Thank you so much uh, for listening to Calvary Live and being part of today's program. If you live here in Colorado Springs, we do have a women's event this evening with Dr. Julie Slattery speaking on the wisdom of God. It starts at 6.30 and just an hour and a half at $7 at the door. Ladies, we would love to have you. Also, if you are in our area, we'd like to welcome you to Rocky Mountain Calvary Saturday night at 6 and Sunday morning at 9 and 11. We're in Ephesians 5. We'll be looking at marriage uh, this weekend. Pray that the Lord would bless you, that he would keep you, he would cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. I always want to encourage you to be in God's house, to be in fellowship uh, with believers. So take care. Until next time, bye-bye. Have a good evening. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.